this week on Death Metal Dicks, the thrilling, yet disgusting, conclusion to the life and times of one foul, stinking, gross son bitch, Albert Fish. That is what we will be discussing this near holiday week on Death Metal Dicks. <laughs> Jingle fucking bells, buddy. Jingle, dingle, bingle. Happy holidays. We're getting there. We got one more before. No, it's after. It's on Tuesday. We're going after Christmas? Yeah. So we should have done a Christmas episode this time. This is a Christmas episode. Well, I'll tell you this. Last year we did do the fucking pagan origins of Christmas. Yeah. So if you're a new listener and you haven't dug back all the way, that's a fun one. Yeah. Burn the Yule log, gather around. It's historical. Man, deck the halls. We gave you the balls of kids. Yeah. La, 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 la. Tis the season to rape kids be. Rape kids be? Yeah. Fuck, man. Eat we now, shitty asshole. He's got a Christmas face. He's all old and gray and shit. Yeah, he's fucking. Look. If hey. you listen to the first episode, make sure you do. Let me tell you this something. This is the grossest creepy. person. Yeah, go ahead. So, me and my wife walked around the mall the other day. We we're like, fuck, we hadn't been here in a while, you know? And there was Santa Claus. Wasn't busy because the mall in our town sucks. Uh, two teenage girls were like, hey, to Santa. And he was like, come on over here and sit on my lap. And oh, were, come on, Santa. Man, I was like, dude, that's creepy. And they were creeped out because they started laughing like yeah, that. Kind of like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> and then I was like, yo. Did you see the cat eye guy? No, but I saw him. Remember, you know that one dude that's like, he's at gyms, but he has a truck, but he's definitely, you know, phoebed. Yeah. He was there. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Corndog 7's, uh, I think it closed down. No! So there's no reason for the cat-eye guy to walk around the mall no anymore? We, we talked about the cat-eye guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cat-eye guy is fucking... Man. His eyes, like, if you cut his head Probably off, you could away, use dude. that one fucked-up eye as a compass to get around the globe. Dude, it's a cat-eye. It People don't understand. His fucking pupil is a slit. Yeah. It's not around. One eye. Just one of them. That's why he's a cat-eyed guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Such a cat eyes guy. Because I mean, you know, we're, there was a point where we all worked in the mall. Yeah, and, right. And sure. they were like, man, you know that one guy that just yeah. always like takes some eyebrows up and down. Like, man, cat. we had the sweetest small hustle. If we already talked about this, I'm sorry, but we'll get into the episode right yeah. away. But uh, I used to work at GNC. Yeah, you worked at Hot Topic. No, I worked at uh, Journeys. Journeys. Yeah, yeah. So the system we have for stealing shoes is I would take a box over to your boss. Yeah, and then he would put it out back, and I would pick it up. Yeah. And then I would just let everybody come in GNC and take whatever yeah, they wanted yeah. and walk the fuck out. We got everything we ever wanted and dreamed of. Yeah, but it only paid like eight bucks an hour, so. Yeah, and like whatever, man. We got some shit. Yeah. Fucking right. We need to do retail. Well, hey, before we hop into this episode, let me just talk about a few year of the end things. Okay. Thank you so much for all the reviews we've got on iTunes so far. Those are very helpful. Keep them up. Five stars. Say anything you want to. Thanks to those who have the past year. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Social media accounts, you know, there's other podcasts that don't have near as many listeners as we do that blow this shit up. Mm-hmm. We're just not good at it, but uh, give us a chance. Yeah. You know, Instagram, we're Death Metal Dicks. Facebook, Death Metal Dicks, we suck at, we, we're best at Instagram. Kind of suck at Facebook. Yeah. Definitely suck at Twitter, but it's out there. All Death Metal Dicks. Mm-hmm. Got a group. We got a group on Facebook. That's the most fun part. We're super interactive with that. It's just facebook.com backslash groups backslash death metal dicks. Jump on in there, friend. We'll have some fun. And, uh, you know, if you're super into what we're doing, you can hit us up at Patreon. Am I bad at updating Patreon? Man, fuck yeah. Uh, An announcement we can make about the t-shirts and why it's taking so long is we signed with a merchandising company. Well, not yet. Well, we're we're in route to. We essentially have. We got to sign the paper. Yeah. But, you know, we just basically found someone with similar ethics to us. They're super busy because of the holiday season, mm-hmm. and we're absent-brained most of the time anyway and busy ourselves. So we get it, and we're working it out, but it's going to be tight. We're going to be on Warlord clothing. Yep. Basically, if you're a patron, we're going to get your shirt and send it to you. But outside of that, in the future, we're going to have a couple of designs. And if you want to get a shirt, you can just snag it off Warlord's clothing website. Yep. They also have a lot of cool shit. 
You know, what's cool about their shit is you could go like, oh, man, I would like a death metal dick's long sleeve. Oh, I'd like a short sleeve. Oh, man, you know what? I feel like fucking showing my goddamn fucking pipes off. Tank top. Tank top, you know, When you it. get a nice, cool northeastern breeze touching your nipples, yeah. you get you a hoodie. If you're watching the live shit, I got a Conan shirt. I got it from there. Beautiful. It it's, looks terrific. It does. Man. I'm excited about it. It's taking a little bit of time, but it's yeah. worth it because uh, they're the most getting on a various amount of merchandise thing that we can have happen to us. Yeah. You can get whatever you want with our name on it. We'll have a couple of designs coming soon. Thanks for your patience and patrons. We'll take care of you. Yeah. Get it ourselves and send it out to you. And uh, then in the future, super excited that we're just going to be going through that. So this makes it tighter on everybody. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, as far as patrons go, we got a ton that have helped us out and been super patient and super cool. And we thank you a million for it. And what better way to do it than do it by name at the top of the episode. Uh, we don't have any fucking sponsors. Had plenty of offers, but I don't want to read you boring shit about mattresses or fucking chewing gum or 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 vapes or whatever. We'd rather just do our own organic shit. So let me say thanks real quick to these fine folks that have helped us throughout the year. Alejandro Palomino, the Bradshaw family, Ash Rude, Bobby Hendes, Brian Wiley, Clayton Haynes of Alien Invasion Defense System. AIDS for shorts, ripping death metal band. You got to check out Emma Long, Jeff Ross. Seen him in person several times. Long time supporter. Very cool dude. He, very cool. Heaviest mental. Motherfucking blogging it. Yeah. Metal, humor. Check it out. Heaviest mental. Jesse Lucian, Lacey Doyle. What an angel. Great man. Is that a cool way to say it? Yeah. 18 which She's for the fucking... Not large at all, yeah. but like what I would want large Marge to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I was like hitchhiking along and in trouble and I was yeah. Pee Wee Herman and I needed to get somewhere, just get picked up on a cold, foggy night, she yeah. was like, tell them Lacey Doyle sent you. Yeah. I shoot it out of the head all fucking. You better hear me. really cool lady. <laughs> We're like, she's been dead for 14 years. <laughs> Crap. Uh, big shout out to the messes, Ashley and Matt. You guys yeah. are ripping couple. Fucking great people, yeah, man. Can't wait to meet you. Patrick Wilding. Ronald D. Squire the third. Very proper name. Yeah. Very nice guy. Our Roy- main man. Royalty. Ryan Parker. Man. What's Loved up? him for years. Yeah. Love him today. We'll love him tomorrow. He's just a young boy at heart. He's got a couple of banging fucking Christmas punk songs that he wrote. Yeah. Uh, really fucking good. So on Facebook, just Ryan Parker. He's putting them out there. You can go and listen to him. He's a powerful musician. Yeah. Uh, in a way that I could never comprehend. Yeah. So, yeah. Ryan Parker. Add him up. Listen to his songs. Love it. Learn mm-hmm. it. And, of course, the big garbage pail... Oscar the grouch-headed, trash-can-bodied man himself, Sam T. Sam fucking T. He's disgusting. Yeah. Built like a cabbage, got a head of a fucking Brussels sprout. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody goes, hey, man, shave the middle of a meatball. Slap that on there. (laughs) Yuck. Yeah, he is fucking... He's Booger from fucking Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Yeah, no one ever checked his diet, for sure he's that. (laughs) Because he's eating boogers and butts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of butt. All right. Guys, thank you guys so much. Anyone else that wants to get involved, patreon.com backslash death and dicks. Working on getting better at that. I was in a I was in what I would call depression for the last few months. Yeah, it happened. Took some acid. Yep. Worked my way out of it. Mm-hmm. Thought about what's important. Yeah. Here we are. Wow. It really helps. Take a psychedelic drug. All the things they tell you about, like positive thinking through things, that's all good and well. Mm-hmm. But until you get a substance to pull your brain away from it, to look yeah. at it from another angle. In a satire situation, yeah. Yeah. I mean, allegedly. This yeah. is all. If the police are listening, it's a joke. There's I'm a making lot. it funny right now. We got a lot of I'm cops. Making a joke. Yeah. Listen. Making it silly. Uh, but if you're not a cop, then just give it a try. Uh, so, <laughs> here we are. Our Fish Part 2, Part 1. We learned about his ramp up. He's already killed a couple of people. He's real fucking gross. He drinks piss. Eats shit. Sexually tortures the... Mentally incompetent. Stays horny. Uh, if you remember, he got possessed by John the Baptist. Rolled himself up in a carpet on top of a hill. So when people found him, he just looked like a dumb Swiss cake roll screaming about John the Baptist. Which, if you remember, John the Baptist is, uh, he was like a prophet, allegedly. And the queen at the time, 
cut his fucking head off. Yeah. And wanted to present it to her on a silver platter. Well, it just sounds like a 12 o'clock on a Sunday at a fucking Luby's. Yeah. A meet and three, if you will. Meet and three, for sure. A meet and three for him is different, man. Right. That's a dick. That's fucking poop and pee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he loves a turd on a plate. Yeah, like, what a weird thing to say you're possessed by. He told me to get in this fucking rug. They wanted his head. Here's my head on top of a rug. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Uh, yeah, man. Like, I know that mental illness I'll is fucking real. fucking pig in a blank. Yeah. A sick in a blank. Hey, he's a gross dude. Yuck. Uh, so, yeah, you know where we're at because you listen to part one. If you didn't, this is going to make sense, but not near as much if you don't listen to part number one. So, go back and... Make a wish to the first episode of Albert Fish. <laughs> All right, so we're going to transport to Port Richmond, a neighborhood in Staten Island, New York. Now, if you remember, Albert Fish is traveling around doing a quote-unquote painting company. Mm-hmm. He's basically trolling for a young butt while he's under the guise of painting houses for a living. He also pretends to be a rich man whenever the mood suits him. Um, there's a kid named Francis McDonald. He went out to play catch with some of his friends. Mm-hmm. Normal kid activities. You let them go. You know all their friends. You feel like if there's three or four of them, somebody's going to be accountable and know what happens, right? Yep. He doesn't come home from playing. The kids say that he went off with a man that looked gray. We'll get a little bit more into that in a second. But of course, immediately his parents call the police Put in a missing person report because all the other kids are home, but he's not home. Search party is formed. Super disgusting what they find. Mm -hmm. Now, before we get to that, we'll just say that the police started interviewing people right away, which is what police do. They comb the area, try to figure out, like, okay, we know he's gone. Where's the last person he was? Who are the last people that saw him? Did anyone see anything weird? Well, neighbor says... That they saw a man at the first part of the street that the kids were playing on. I don't know why. That's a weird way to describe it. Like, let's say yeah. you're in a cul-de-sac. You have to enter the cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. At the end, you got a round area. You see people walking down the street, especially if you live there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they see this motherfucker, quote, shuffling down the street, mumbling to himself and making, and I'm telling you this in 1920s language, queer motions with his hands. Yeah. Doing... Queer things. Wow. Neighbor says he saw a thick, saw the man's thick gray hair and drooping gray mustache. Everything about him seemed to be faded and gray, which is when they started calling him the gray man. Now, what that says to me, first of all, drooping mustache. That means he was kind of unkempt. His face sagged a little bit. And I, when I hear that everything looked gray, I feel like that's the aura of him. Well, the weight of wet diarrhea will definitely fucking <laughs> yeah, make yeah, your yeah. mustache look longer. Yeah, you got sticky turds on your face just hanging in caked up dreadlocks. But, you know, this is a really important thing to hear to get a feel of how creepy he was just being out. Because, like we talked about before, he meets people and explains himself to them. This man said something that I feel resonates with me, that everything looked gray. He's just totally drab. Like, you look at the person, and you can kind of get a sense of how he feels on the inside. Just down and out. Gross. Like, dirty. You know what I mean? You can you get a, you, you know he's not right right then. Like, there's no light coming off of him. Mm-hmm. There's nothing good going on with this guy. No. And that's the, his description is why I start calling him the gray man. Now, Francis' friends that he was with told police that they saw him hanging out with an elderly man with a gray mustache, which corroborates what the neighbor said. When cops found the body and took it down, they knew he was sexually assaulted, which again, this is before this, like it's obvious. Obviously there's some like trauma there. He was strangled with his suspenders, stabbed all over his legs and stomachs, and there was skin peeled off of his hamstring. Oh, horrifying. Yeah. And I think we talked about last time how he was serving his kids raw meat Mm -hmm. because he was obsessing with cannibalism. Yeah. So to him, that was as close as he could get to it as raw meat. So my feeling is hearing that, that for sure he took this piece of skin to go try and eat it. I wonder if he fed it to his kids. I mean, if he, if he claims that he had like what, over 300 victims or more? No. 
no, 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 no. Okay. No, it's supposedly he probably had thirty victims more than he said. Yeah, okay. Um, I doubt he fed it to his kids. His kids wouldn't eat the raw meat. Okay. They were just saying he he tried to feed it to them. Like he was again. Supposedly he was a good dad, so he's not feeding them raw meat. He just got he's eating raw meat. Yeah. So he may have eaten in front of them for sure. Yeah. Do you think you could tell that something was off? I don't know, man. I mean, with dad, yeah, definitely. Well, with him, yeah. I mean, he's asking his kids to spank his ass with a nail paddle, but I mean, with the meat, yeah. Like, don't you think it would be a little bit weird? I don't know. Or he's man. like, you could sure you don't want to try this because there's so many different layers. Perhaps you could get a. Leg up on all the kids at school. It's like you got the fucking fur, you got the skin, and then you got down to the red meat, man. Which like, what kind of meat is this, Dad? He's like, oh, it's calf. But I feel like it would taste so good. You think so? Humans? A person? Well, like, it. by your hamstring? Think about it, man. It does have ham in the name, that's it for does, sure. man. Yeah, like a we ham. You eat all that shit, and then it goes into your body. Yeah, I don't know, man. But people also eat horrible shit. Yeah, but it's probably still good. Well, I couldn't tell you. A pizza fucking roll? Yeah, like pizza roll infused meat. That does sound tasty. Yeah. Would you try it? If it's like no penalty? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't know. Think about it. I mean, it's delicious. What's it going to do? I don't know, man. Well, what if you love it and you can never have it again? So I just had to go, man, while that was the greatest meal I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. There is meals that I've had that I could never go back to and obtain again. Yeah. That I remember fondly. Yeah. So, fair enough. Uh, this murder will come up later in court, but as he starts to become a suspect in other things, this went unsolved until he got caught, basically. So, it's not going to come up again until he got in court. They, inv- In other words, he didn't get caught for this. He copped up to it. He wouldn't admit to it at first when he got caught, but they never found a suspect. They never had an idea of who it could be. You know what I mean? Even when he popped up, it's like, well, these, you know, it's the 1920s, dumb fucking cops. They're not putting things together. It's the first one of his crimes. It's a little bit abnormal from what he does. He's testing it. Well, it's not the first of his crimes, but the first of his like intentional saw a stray kid, pulled him up, killed him. Right? Yeah. So... Cops are at a loss. They don't know where to look. And at this time, we know that everyone thought that if someone was going to kill you, they knew you. But the nature of the brutality of the crime just took them for a fucking ride, man. Yeah. Never seen anything like that before. Even Staten Island. Yeah. Crazy shit. Three years later, and in the meantime, I should say that his insanity is fully fucking ramped. I mean, he's just cramming fucking sharp needles Spanking his ass, whipping himself, cramming fucking thorny rose stems in his pee hole. Yeah. Sounding, just cramming shit in every hole that he can. Anything that hurts sexually that you can think of, he's for sure doing it. Mm -hmm. Just cutting and nutting all over the place. Yeah. You know whenever you got to pull that old fucking uh, rip cord on a little toy car and make it go fast? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about rose in a pee hole. Rose oh, yeah. Just like, yeah, wow. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, man. Coming blood for real. Man, my fucking first girlfriend, serious girlfriend, cheated on me with a piercing artist that sounded himself. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure. But it's been many episodes ago. We yeah. Got a whole new, a whole new audience. Did I ever tell you about me? Uh coming blood and have, like me freaking out me like I gotta go to the doctor yeah there's some regular shit apparently yeah apparently I busted a blood vessel and it came in blood yeah well my friend Jerry from the You're Not Quarter podcast that yeah. I'm working on he uh, didn't have sex for like three weeks and then the first time he nutted it was all brown and bloody yeah he freaked out yeah but I was fucking on the regular though yeah nothing high quality but you sure know. you were getting in there yeah I was fresh out of rehab I was all boned yeah fuck you, just away. Blew, you boned too much yeah too many bones you blew a gasket <laughs> well you know so I say that he had a three year dormant period as far as killing people but again he had a lot of rape victims that you know it's like in the 1920s if you're a kid you're not gonna tell anybody about this shit no if something like that happens to you and the guy's like, I'm an adult, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're going to listen. It's a mess. Yeah. The world's a way different place. No one's talking about And even today, it's like that. Like, look at all this shit with Catholic churches. Like, that shit just came up in Philadelphia. 
Like people, it's not something that's easy to talk about. No. So in the 1920s, people just keep it inside and move on with their lives. Unfortunately, uh, February 11th, 1927, you got Billy Gaffney, an unnamed brother. They're playing with four year old. Oh, I'm sorry. You got the Beaton brothers, which is three year old Billy Beaton, another Beaton. They're playing with four year old Billy Gaffney. Older brother Beaton goes back into the apartment. Then Billy Beaton and Billy Gaffney completely vanish. Billy Beaton is found on the roof of the apartment, scared as hell. When they find him, he's crying, screaming. They ask what happened to the other Billy, Billy Gaffney. And Billy Beaton says some crazy shit. Like, imagine you're like 12 years old, right? You're playing with a couple of four-year-olds. That's boring. And you're like, fuck these kids. Let me get out of here for a second. You know you're kind of responsible for them, right? Because you're the oldest. You take off for just a fucking minute. Maybe to just fucking like get a snack for a second or take a shit or whatever. Mm -hmm. You come back outside, they're gone. You're like, fuck, I got to find what happened. And you're freaking out. You run everywhere you can. You might hear it crying. You follow it. You end up at the top of some stairs on the roof in an apartment. You find one of the kids and he's fucking panicked. You know when a fucking three-year-old panics? It's yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. Scre- hyperventilating, screaming. You're like, what happened, man? Because they don't happened? forget about nothing, man. Right. You know. But if it's serious, they're really going to let you have it. Yeah. And he goes, the boogeyman took him. Fuck. The fucking boogeyman. And this is the original boogeyman. Billy Gaffney. Never found. Police thought that this guy... Peter Kudzanowski was responsible. He was a serial killer active in the area at the time, which is another thing that made all the shit so hard, is that there was serial killers active during the time. Now, they knew it was Fish later on because Joseph Meehan, who was a trolley operator, identified Albert Fish as someone he saw with the kid when he saw Fish's picture in the newspaper. He basically saw a picture was like, holy shit, I remember this gray-looking fucking weirdo with this kid that I thought was out of place, went back... And told him about it. That was on the 11th of February, which, mm. if you remember, is the day they went missing. Uh, Billy, when they found him, was crying for his mother, horrified. His description of the boogeyman matched the drooping mustache, gray hair, gray everything. So po- when police snooped around, they found that Fish was a painter employed by a Brooklyn real estate company at the time the kid was abducted. So he was working super close to the apartment. Now, this is where we get into Albert Fish's writing. He loves to do a recap to anyone that will listen once he gets found out. And even before that, anonymously. So here's a letter that he wrote to his attorney about what happened to Billy Gaffney. You ready? Yep. Again, I'd just like to warn people. It's not something you can't get through, but it's gross. And if you've been through some shit and this is going to destroy you, maybe give it a skip Don't get destroyed. Yeah, you'll be fine. But I'm just saying, there's something gross yeah. coming up right now. Gross yeah. warning. No trigger warnings, but gross warnings. Gross yeah. warning. Yuck. Auga. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Now you use the noise you make with your bone. Man, what if I do next time I fucking have sex with my wife when I'm ready to go, I'm going to do it. I'd be so mad, dude. All right, so here's a letter from fucking Albert Fish to his attorney. I brought him to the Riker Avenue dumps. There is a house that stands alone, not far from where I took him. I took the G-boy there, stripped him naked and tied his hands and feet and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag I picked out of the dump. Then I burned his clothes, threw his shoes into the dump. Then I walked back and took a trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked home from there. Next day, about 2 p.m., I took tools. A good, heavy cat of nine tails. Homemade. Short handle. Cut one of my belts in half. Slit these half into six strips about eight inches long. I whipped his bear behind until blood ran from his legs. I cut his ears. Nose. Slit his mouth from ear to ear. Gouged out his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck my knife until into his belly and held my mouth to his blood to his body and drank his blood. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones. Then I cut him up. 
I had a gip with me. I put his nose, ears, and a few slices of his belly into the grip. Then I cut him through the middle of his body, just below his belly button, then through his legs, about two inches below his behind. I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. I cut off the head, feet, arms, hands, and the legs below the knee. This I put into sacks weighed with stones. Tied the ends and threw them into pools of slimy water. You will see pools of slimy water you will see all along the road to North Beach. The water is three to four feet deep. They sank at once. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his body, which I liked best. His monkey and peewees and a nice... All right. <laughs> now, look, a child has died. Yeah. It's not funny. Peewees is a funny word for balls. Peewees is a real funny word for fucking balls, man. There's no <laughs> way I'm going to get through life without calling my nuts peewees from now on. Yeah, and a fucking yeah. monkey. All right. Let me try to get back through this. Yeah. I thought a monkey was a pussy. I mean, to Joey Diaz. Yeah, yeah. But to Albert Fish, it's a ding, ding. Ding, ding, a baby. But listen. Ding. All right. It's not funny. No. But it is. Peewees. Because he said fucking peewees. It sounds like a fucking, like a nerds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just get a box of pee and wee. Like pee's pink and wee is fucking purple. Like mix them up. Yeah. <laughs> What's better, pee or wee? What happens when you mix and match them? You'll never know till you get a box of peewees. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. I love it. I hate myself, man. Uh, all right. Let's, let's try to get back to it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, he's talking about a fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. child. It's sad. All right. How old is this kid? <sighs> Three. All right. Let me try again. I had the front of his body I liked best. His monkey and peewees. And a nice little fat behind to roast in the oven and eat. <laughs> I made a stew out of his ears, nose, pieces of his face and belly. I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, salt, and pepper. It was good. Then I split the cheeks of his behind open, cut off his <laughs> monkey and peewees, and washed them first. I put strips of bacon on each cheek of his behind. That's <laughs> <laughs> the old oysters rocking God. Yeah, man, if at anything it goes to show how fucking like childlike and stupid Albert Fish was. You know what I'm saying? He was, uh, <laughs> he was fucking, uh, he wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? He's gone. Dude. Like what kind of 60 year old man is calling your nuts at Pee Wee's and fucking talking about splitting cheeks open and I'm saying yeah, it's, it's, I can think about look, it's not funny at all but yeah, Jesus yeah. man come on come on dude yeah hey Mark can I get one of those cones that's professional yes please ask somebody for a cold beer in the oh, midst yeah, of our man. podcast thanks a lot we're wearing suit and ties yeah man we're trying to do a real true production here yeah uh, so he put strips of bacon on each cheek and his behind put it in the oven then he picked four onions, and when the meat had roasted about a fourth of an hour, he poured about a pint of water over it for gravy and put in the onions. Now, that's just bad at cooking. Yeah, that's not how you cook. Yeah. Look, yeah. if you got meat and that's, you got onions, here's what broth, you do. brother. You sear the meat. Yeah. You get it super, you want like a fucking crust on it. Yeah, yeah, You put yeah, salt yeah. and pepper on it. You put it on a screaming hot pan. Yeah. On each side for a couple of minutes each until it's got a thick brown crust on it. And if you're going to roast it, then you put it in the roasting pan. And you go ahead and put your onions in there then. Mm-hmm. And you let it cook. And instead of putting water on it, then you're going to let it make its own juice. Yeah. With the onions and the meat. And it's tremendous, delicious way to cook meat. Not a butt of a child, but like a, you know, a beef a roast. roast. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. You throw a little bit of flour right, in there. Right, and pours a lot of onions. Well, you know, you're going to let, first you're going to let that cook down. You're going to let it yeah. cook first and then you're going to worry about the juice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Then you're going to put some flour, water, so then... First, Maybe a heavy cream. You know? Yeah, you make a gravy out of that You're shit. You're just feeling Delicious. rich that night, Get, you know? Yeah, feel good about it. But this is the wrong, this is bad technique. So the, first of all, the butt's not even going to be cooked good. At frequent intervals, he basted his behind with a wooden spoon. That's fair. So the meat would be nice and juicy. Does basted mean spank? No. You know what baste means? Yeah, no, but to him it's different because he's talking about gravy and he didn't even do that. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a good cook. We've learned that. We've learned that. Uh, in about two hours, it was nice and brown, cooked through. 
I never ate any roaster turkey that tastes half as good as his sweet, fat little behind did. I ate every bit of meat in about four days. Oh, come on, man. How am I supposed to read this shit? (laughs) All right, all right. His little monkey was as sweet as a nut. (laughs) (laughs) Crap. But his peewees I could not chew threw him in the toilet. I know. That's where they belong. <laughs> God damn it, man. I hate us. Yeah, crap, man. <sighs> man, people eating kids. Wild. Yeah, and so knowing all this information after Albert Fish got convicted, his Billy's mom, Elizabeth, goes to talk to Fish when he's <coughs> in Sing Sing. Fish says that they will not speak, and then she asked him through his lawyer... Fish can't answer any questions because he's fucking screaming and crying, and she's still not convinced that Albert killed her son. Like, bud, he spits your kids' peewees into a toilet, all right? Let's be oh, real. Yeah, he yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah. I get to smell the breath, and it's something you don't, you're not familiar with. That's what it is. Yeah, just, I'm stopping. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that me and Buddy are two years old in the middle, but I just can't help laughing about fucking peewees. Yeah. I just think about somebody playing ball, man. With balls. <laughs> Better rap. Crap, man. Man, throwing a speedball with a fucking PD is a fucking scary thing. Babe Ruth. This is around the time Babe Ruth's got to be. Oh, yeah. He's just smacking dingers, dude. Yeah. But imagine how far he could hit a kid ball. Oh, come on, man. 400 yards at least, dude. dude <laughs> man, fuck the Yankees. If you're home from school and you need a treat, it's Pee-wee's. They're sour and tangy and yummy and sweet. It's peewees. That's the original mini corn dog, man. There's two fucking flavors in each box. You got grape and strawberry. You can shake them a lot. It's peewees. Peewees. God damn it. (laughs) So here's the big one. The big knish for old Albert Fish. That rhymes so well. Yeah. You know what the big condition where I got that from? Uh, Ace Ventura. Okay. I was just thinking my, about it now. Greek wedding, maybe? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, dude, I have no idea what a Kanish is, but I do know in Ace Ventura where he's, like, trying to prove that Finkel is Einhorn, uh-huh. and he, like, pulls the shirt off, and he's got tits for sure. Yeah. And he's like, you can get a tit job done in anywhere in a weekend, but it's not so easy getting rid of Big old Mr. Kanish and rips the fucking dress off and then there's that big piece hanging out the backside. Yeah. Mr. Kanish. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that old bead of Frank tucked. <laughs> All right, so... I feel bad about the whole thing, but I can't yeah. help it. So, you know... It's fucked up, man. Now, the problem with the bud crisis is the way that he integrated with the family because I don't understand how any of this when you see Albert Fish Mm -hmm. I want before I tell you what happened I just want you to think in your mind about a dusty disgusting 60 year old vagrant his clothes are gray his hair is gray he looks like someone you don't want to be around. He stinks. For sure, stinks. Oh, yeah. He smells bad. And I know he's pooping pee, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But I know a lot of people smell bad in their 20s. There's no deodorant yeah. and shit like that. But this guy's fucking reeks, dude. He's just bathing in piss, jamming shit in his taint. Just smells. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I'm fucking gross. So, yeah, super weird thing is that the, the Bud family, their son Edward has got an ad out in the paper because... And this is not uncommon from what I understand is like you're a country family. There's no opportunities for your children in the country. If I'm 45 years old and I got a 16 year old kid, I run a farm. He's been helping me on the farm, but he's got no future there. Like I'm not going to be able to live my life and turn over the financial side of my business to him and let him be successful as well. I don't want him to keep living in my house, not because I don't like him, but because it's not fair to him. So in the 20s, Great Depression times, you're going to take your kid, you know everything that he's good at, and say to the newspaper, hey, I want to put an ad out. I got this kid. He's a hard worker. He's smart. He needs some opportunities. Here's the things he's good at. Can someone in the city show him a trade? Can you take him to be an apprentice? It doesn't, you know, today you'd be like, no, dude, don't put your 16-year-old kid in the paper. No. 
But in the 1920s, it makes total sense. Like if you're going to learn how to be a plumber, electrician, mason, construction work, you're going to have to go learn how to do it. And they're looking for apprentices and people are looking to get their kids hired. So Albert Fish, house painter, on May 28th, goes to meet the Bud family in Manhattan to hire Edward. What he wants to do, of course, is fucking stab Edward to death. Yeah. Now he knocks on the door. He tells the Bud family his name is Frank Howard and he's from Farmingdale, New York. He wants to hire Edward and Edward's friend Willie is hanging out at the house. So he tells them he's got enough money to hire them both. He's got... He's, he's flashing his cash around. He's not just there saying he has money. He's got a handful of probably everything that he owns. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just pulling it out to count through it, you know, like a real asshole. Like, uh, look at what I've got. And it's a ton of money. Like, these people are fucking dirt poor. Mm-hmm. So when they see a handful of, like, 80 bucks probably in the 1920s, they're like, yeah. holy shit, this guy's really doing it big. And uh, that builds an air of trust to them. And uh, he supposedly has his own farm. I kind of backwards that these kids are in the city and he's supposedly got a farm. But his dad was a farmer, moved to the city. He wants him to live that hard life and learn how to do shit. Yeah. So here's the fucking key to salvation. And again, he's got money. Now, he leaves and they don't hear for it from him. He said he was going to send for him in a few days <clears throat> to take the kids to the farm. They don't hear anything from him. They wonder what the fuck happened. But they start going on with their life again. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a great opportunity. Edward, you're going to get out there. You and your buddy, you're going to make a ton of cash. It's going to be tight. You're going to come back. You're going to know how to work the land. Everything's going to be different for you. You're going to get it together. And then he doesn't show up. Like, well, bummer. We'll put another ad out, try to get you taken care of. Well, a couple of days later, out of nowhere, here comes old Albert Fish. Back at the front door. Again, calling himself Frank Howard. Mm-hmm. When he comes in this time, Edward's not there. His friend's not there. He's kind of talking about his country life. And then in walks Grace Bud. Oh, God. There's other family members hanging around. There's fucking sister. There's Edward shows up finally after they've been sitting around talking, having tea. Um, Grace comes in the room and he's just talking about how beautiful she is, how wonderful she is. He asks her to go get the tea. He hands her a fucking $10 bill, yeah. which is a ton of money back then. But what's weird about uh, any type of child abuse, whether there's just physical or sexual, is usually if there's more than one kid involved, one of the kids is targeted more than the other. Oh, that's certainly the case here. Yeah, he for sure. falls for Grace immediately. Especially with sexual predators. And um, also, you know, it's, it's being very blatant about it. Now, yeah. he is still sticking with, he's going to take Edward with him. Yeah. So when he pulls this huge wad of cash out, gives Grace $10, sends her to get tea, talk, goes on and on about what a sweet, proper young lady she is, and they've done a great job raising their kids, yeah. and filling them full of smoke, but also for sure being creepy. You know yeah, he's being yeah, creepy yeah. as fuck. He says that He's going to get Edward and his friend the next day and take him off to the farm. But that night, his he plays this shit so disgustingly slick. He's like, my niece in the city is having a birthday party. I got to go to that first. Yeah. I'll stay over there. I'll come back in the morning, gather everyone up, and we'll go out there. Uh-huh. Next morning, or I'm sorry, before he can, you know, that's his plan to come back the yeah. next morning. Before they can leave, he turns and... He yeah. looks in invites, and says, hey. Invites her. With him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'm going to my niece's birthday party. Mm-hmm. She's about your age. You want to tag along? It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be food. The dad's got to feel horrible because he yeah. eggs it on. He's like, she doesn't get to get out much. We don't have anything to offer her. Let her go have a good night. They get her dressed up in her nicest clothes. And she goes off to the niece's birthday party with this gray, grizzly, boogeyman motherfucker. Yeah. So she's supposed to be back that night. Doesn't mm-hmm. ever come back. No. He said that he would have her back at nine o'clock PM at the latest. Yeah. Around ten o'clock. Which they, is like three in the morning back then. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause there's no street lights and shit. Yeah. There's no fucking telephones. There's like telegrams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you can't call and be like, hey, I'm gonna be a little bit late. No, no. So they freak out. Uh, they call the fucking cops. The uh the parents don't fucking put two and two together. Because Albert's nowhere to be found. And the name he gave him, he's like, you know, they research the name and find out 
oh, that, that, that's not even a real person. Hmm. There's no Frank Howard from Farmington. But still, police arrest superintendent of the school, Charles Pope, on September 5th, 1930. Two years later, because his ex-wife, who he just left, says that he must have abducted Grace Bud. What the fuck? Yeah. So not the guy that showed up to your house. Yeah, of course not. Why not him? Fucking idiot. He spent 108 days in jail and finally got to plead his case and got not guilty charges on December 1930. Insanity. So, what the fuck, man? After six years have gone by, no answer. I mean, and again, it's in their head. I think the main thing is that the dad doesn't want to believe that he sent her off to her death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he was the person to push, like, hey, let's let her go off to this party. Big, uh, strong men, man of the house shit. Yeah, right, exactly. Pride in the way. The Bud family receives a letter. One of the brothers reads the letter aloud to the entire family. Can you imagine that shit? No. No, no, I can't. Because you know what happens. Yeah. Uh, in, I mean, it's bad. Yeah. So it, just imagine how gross what I'm about to say is if a fucking... Like ten year old was reading it to your family. Yeah. Ugh. Again, Aruga. gross a, warning. That's the boner noise, man. <laughs> it no, that's fucking. When you boy, when, yo, 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 yo. whenever Fred Flintstone's about to fuck his wife, that's the noise they make. Aruga. Yeah. I thought it was boy. Well, that too. That's the boner noise, dude. The spring. I'm we're like both a doorstop. Right. We're both right. That's fine. We're both right. But I think the gross noise is ah honk. <laughs> Yeah, dude, this is going to smell one? bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross warning. Here we go. My dear Mrs. Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3 a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to the butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving. Probably not true, first of all. A boy or girl under the age of 14 was not safe in the streets. You could go in any shop and ask for steak or chops or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl will be brought out and just what you wanted will be cut from it. Again, load of bullshit. Absolutely didn't happen. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body, and sold as veal cutlet brought the highest price. John stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, 17111, took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them in a closet, and burned everything they had on. Several times, every day and night, he spanked them, tortured them, to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and, of course, the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten except the head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass. <laughs> He's an OG ass eater. He loves to say ass, yeah, man. Yeah. Eating ass is cool in He's like, ass is like cunt back then. Man, he <laughs> just oh, loves an ass. He said, I can't believe my son's reading ass. <laughs> he was boiled, broiled, fried, and stewed. The little boy was next. Went the same way. At the time, I was living at 409 East 100 Street, rear right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street brought. I brought you pot cheese and strawberries. We had lunch, which again was another rich guy tactic. He went yeah. out and bought I don't know what the fuck pot cheese, but it just sounds like weed cheese, which sounds pretty tight. I would love to get high on some cheese. It's just cheese, boys, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's in a pot instead of a yeah, can. Yeah, like a witch's cold. There's, no air, there's no aerosol to it, yeah. so it doesn't stream out. It's just all flat. Yeah. Imagine a flat squeeze cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's that church cheese. With strawberries? Yeah, yeah, It's uh, handy snacks, dude. Yeah. You just dip a strawberry into that shit? All right. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all of my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in the closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run down the stairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms. Cook it and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though. I could have. I wished I had. She died a virgin. It's like, hey, here's some, uh, like, it's like all that shit. Then you're like, hey, well, guess what? Here's some sympathetic shit. She didn't get fucked. It's like. Yeah, I mean, obviously his mind is way off. He's probably trying what? to clear his brain out, yeah. I'm guessing. I have no idea. Well, he, it, he probably go back to the, gets off on letting them know that he did it. Yeah. You go back to the three-year-old, though. It's like he was describing the other guy that was cooking kids up, and he. Yeah. The preparation was the same preparation he used all Yeah, three I mean, that China shit didn't happen. He just had done no. it before and didn't want to admit to it, no, I guess. No, but no. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've already said fuck him. This shit is horrifying. I mean... That's some schizophrenic shit. You know, sure. I got a daughter... <laughs> it, you know, the whole thing in the 1920s, nothing like this had happened. No. It's unimaginable. It's well, I don't wouldn't say it didn't happen. I mean, well, it just it was like something that was unheard not of. Reported. That's what I mean. You know, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's not like I mean, you just like their family had never heard of any shit like that going down. Like now, we all know that shit yeah. like this does happen I all mean, the fuck, time. Man, there there's a video going around the internet right now of uh, traffickers just fucking snatching kids up. Yeah, and they've got I don't know, man. That I mean, it's a rough spot for me because I deal with it, but it's uh. Anything with kids always gets me, man. It's just it's fucking hard. Yeah. And again, you know, that's a lot of time that's passed. It's basically, that's three total murders that he can be nailed to. And uh, a lot of time in between. And so I think he's writing the letters because he gets bored. He wants, like, recognition for it. He wants, he, he gets off on the idea of torture. But also he still thinks he's fucking talking to God. Yeah. His son lives with him, which is crazy to me. An adult man living with that? Because you know yeah. he's just jamming shit in his fucking asshole. Well, it also might be like a thing where he's just like, I gotta take care of my daddy. Something's wrong with him. We'll make it like cat yeah. of nine tails and shit, though. Like, yeah. something's real wrong with him, buddy. My dad's spanking himself. Yeah, like fucking John the Baptist's floating head is telling him to smack his ass and shit. Like, we got trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's... We're a whole new gender. Right. And his kids, like... One of the craziest things to me about this whole thing is even when they go to court and it all comes out, they still brag on what a good daddy was. Yeah. The true sociopath shit. Right. The yeah. children, you think, or him? Just like. Well, the game he played with his kids, it was like, I don't want to. Like, he probably yeah. knew the shit he was going through was crazy as fuck. But also, like, he he had to, There's two worlds here. He had to be able to balance it out. The, the world that he lived in and the world that he had to play to his kids was two different things. Right. I can't sell myself to anybody if I can't sell myself to my kids. Yeah, okay. They're my way out. Right, yeah. And they yeah. did fight for him at court. They went and said, yeah. no, 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 you got the wrong guy. Yeah. He never hit us. Doesn't even drink. He's just a little weird. Yeah. So yeah. he basically, the letter gets him caught for Grace Bud because, like I said, there was nobody with the fake name that he gave. Mm hmm. And then they looked at his description and kind of tied him in with the motive. And we're like, yeah, this is this weird motherfucker that we've seen around. We're going to go grab him up and make sure. And then, of course, as soon as the family saw him, well, yeah, that's definitely him. He's unmistakable. He's gross. Uh, he goes on trial for the murder of Grace Bud, March 11th, 1935, which is pretty quick after that, in White Plains, New York. Frederick P. Close, which sounds like a name you would make up. Mm -hmm. Frederick P. Close is judge 
Westchester Assistant DA Albert F. Gallagher is the prosecuting attorney. James Dempsey, he was the former mayor of Peekskill, New York. Peekskill? Yeah, who better than to represent number one piss chugger, but the mayor of Peekskill, He's James Dempsey. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, let your chest be flowed. Let me carve a Z for Zorro in your fucking chest. Yeah, yeah. Albert's like, what attorney could I have? And they're like, well, we got this one. We got cat butt. We got ding dong. We got old fucking peewees. And we got pea skill. What did you say? Pea skills? Pea skill? What does wow. that mean? He just tipped his hat to me with a fucking cigar. Yeah, because you know, it's like. People used to get their names coming off the boat based on what they were good at. So there would be like yeah. John Carpenter. Yeah. Like Dave Mason. Peaceful. And then you got fucking Peaceful New York. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's he good at? And he's got some pea skills. <laughs> the whole town. That's fucking Peaceful. That's fucking Peaceful. Uh, That's a town, dude. New York. What a great place Peace to live. Peaskill, New York. That's feel, everyone's good fucking... Like, I feel like the hardcore... You, you could like pee a circle and I would pee through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how you... That's the landmarkings. Yeah. Peaskill. That's where <laughs> Judge is from. The Straight Edge Band. Yeah, Peaskill. Yeah. For sure. We're Judge from Peaskill, New York. <laughs> Not cats. We could hit a urinal for 25 minutes away. Not from Catskill, but we're from Peaskill. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is a cat skill. God damn it, this we're idiots. All right, so the trial only lasted ten days. Cat skills when you fuck a cat. Yeah, and of course, like rightly so, fish pled insanity, claiming to hear God's voice telling him to kill kids, which it is what happened. Yeah. It, that did happen. However, when psychiatrics came along and testified about Albert's fetishes. How he was into sadism, masochism, exhibitionism, voyeurism, his hangups on cannibalism, chorophagia, urophilia, pedophilia, and amphibulation. It kind of started to mark that he had a predilection to do this shit. He knew the difference yeah. between right and wrong. He knew he knew what he was getting into. He was horny for the shit and he sought it out. Uh, his defense lawyer, Dempsey says that he was a psychiatric phenomenon that was a truly unique case and that he was the most depraved adult from the age of eight around. He'd always been that way. He grew up like that. He'd been depraved for forever. Defense had Frederick Wortham, a child psychiatrist who worked for the New York criminal courts, testify. Wortham focused on Fish's fanaticism with religion um, basically how Abraham and Isaac would have never done X, Y, or Z. Um, and Wortham says that the way that fish looked at religious idols in a non-insane way is what led him to it. Like how Abraham and Isaac fucking, so, so basically the story of Abraham and Isaac, like Abraham was told by God to carry Isaac to a sacred place where he sacrificed goats. Mm -hmm. But he was supposed to kill Isaac. And God, at the very last second, like Abraham's literally agreed to it, brought Isaac up there, bringing the knife down, God stops him. Mm -hmm. And he says he just wanted to make sure that Abraham had enough faith to do it. So what the prosecuting attorney is tying him to is that he actually went through with it yeah. because of his want to be that type of person even though he was supposedly hearing voices um he proposed that fish idolize the sacrifice of a boy in exchange for the expungement of his sins and thought that it was the only way to get forgiven for or god himself would stop him and then he says that edward not grace this is just a trial for grace bud edward yeah. bud was too big and old for Albert Fish to sacrifice to God. He couldn't, AKA he could probably kick his fucking ass. Right, he couldn't overpower yeah. him and make him the victim. So he thought Grace was an easy enough target, uh, thought he could trick God into that being a man, yeah. so he went with that. Wortham equates the cannibalism to communion for Edward Fish. Edward Fish, Albert Fish. And uh, Dempsey... As a 15,000 word sentence to Wortham concerning Fish's entire timeline, 
then asked what his mental condition could be regarding his life. Wortham only answers by saying he is insane. That's the psychiatrist, Wortham. Yeah. The assistant DA Gallagher asked Fish directly if he knew what was right and wrong. Fish said he did know, but everything he knew was based on insane knowledge. Multiple psychiatrists mm-hmm. supported his findings. Oh, okay. So, at this point, it's looking all right. For well, this is definitely like the early point of psychology. Sure. So, you know, you didn't have, I mean, you got a fucking, uh, there's a lot of people just doing shit that's, they're coming out and they're like, hey, man, this all stimulate, this this all comes from your childhood. Right. You know, and then they're like, well, what does that mean? So they're they're all trying to decide. There's there's a uh, think tank of people that are trying to figure this out. Yeah, and this is around that same time period. Yeah, and then he's like a gift for them to study in yeah. a way. As sick and sad as it is, I mean, so what what the defense is proposing is that Fish is so insane that he thinks God has got him wrapped up in this whole thing, mm-hmm. where he's like Abraham. But they also think he's making it up. Yeah, but they're well. I assume the defense lawyer believed him. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, this is what the doctor's saying. I think he made it up. I mean, I don't think, yeah, he, I, think I, so I don't think he made it up. I don't, let's put, the, I think he was fucking crazy. And I think that when he, I think, and I would think when you're crazy or when you're insane and you're schizophrenic and you bring yourself to the point to murder a child or yeah. murder someone with special needs, which was his first killing, that it's going to be a lot easier to talk yourself off of a ledge and yeah. give yourself a way out. Yeah. With shit like this in your head. Well, a lot of times, uh, criminal activity, whether it's sexual in nature or whatever, you're, you're working it out through your childhood because of the way you were treated. Okay. You know, so we go through the first episode where he was in foster care and yeah. all that shit and the way that the people treated him. Sure, right. So that's what they did to him. So he was saying, well, I'm, you know what? I'm going to show you guys that I'm better. Right. I'm going to kill you. You know? Uh, I... <laughs> I feel like... Uh, well, before you go too much into your explanation, yeah. let's see what the prosecution had to say. Okay, okay. So they got Manas Gregory, who was the former manager of Bellevue, who hosted Fish in 1930. She says he's fucked up, but he's definitely sane. And then cross-examine, Dempsey asks if eating poop and drinking piss and being a pedophile is what she would consider sane behavior. <clears throat> Gregory says that tons of people have this condition, uh-huh. He was no different from millions of people. That's the prosecution. Okay. And that's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people will just drink piss their whole life mm-hmm. and never do anything wild. Yeah. Perry Lichtenstein, who is a prison doctor, claimed that Fish was not a masochistic boy, but he was punishing himself for sexual gratification. Yeah. So, in other words. Because he got the shit beat up when he was a kid. Exactly. He wasn't turned on by masochism mm. like uh th- th- that's as simple as like um if you if we're boning yeah and you fucking grab my nipple and just try to rip that boy off yeah, and yeah, i like it and I, yeah, that's yeah. as simple as being a masochist is. okay okay but he turns you on yeah he's saying that he doesn't have that it's not a turn on for him but he punishes himself for the sexual gratification double-edged sword to me man i think it's both okay well, Charles Lambert, a psychiatrist, he claimed that coprophilia, which is eating shit, is a common practice, and that religious cannibalism was somewhat psychopathic, but a matter of taste and not crazy. Mm, okay. Which, that's obviously biased prosecution, because... Yeah, that's, like, that's a Christian nation right there. Yeah, I mean, they're playing to the choir. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, the last witness was Mary Nicholas, and that was Fish's 17-year-old stepdaughter. She described how Fish liked to play games with overtones of masochism and child molestation, but said it was because he was insane in an attempt to keep them from killing him. So who knows what the games are? I assume she's referring to him fucking whipping himself and spanking himself with paddles and asking them to do it. Uh, You know, like I said, it was only 10 days. They all thought Fish was insane, but they wanted him to pay for his crime anyway. Like, you you can agree on both things. Mm -hmm. Like, he's definitely not sane, but he was sane enough to know what he was doing was wrong. Yeah. So they gave him the fucking death sentence. Uh, He arrives in Sing Sing Prison, March 1935, executed real quick turnaround, January 16th, 1936. He was pronounced dead at 11.09 p.m. on January 16th. 
uh, he wanted to die for sure. No, he yeah, held yeah, the executioner yeah. place the electrodes in the electric chair on his body. You always often think of the electric chair as just like one on your head. Yeah. They put them all over you, especially the 20s. With a wet sponge. And yeah, 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 all yeah. that Green Mile shit. That's yeah, reality. Yeah. Uh, his last words were, I don't even know what I'm here. Yeah. He's gone. Well, I feel like, it, dude, as crazy as he is, I feel like once uh, sexual nature of children comes into your life and you kill them, Without even killing them, I think you should be killed. Yeah. Uh, I had, actually my boss goes, don't you think that that's a, like anytime somebody molests a kid, don't you think that's a psychological thing? I said, yeah. But don't they put people that are serial killers to death and that's a psychological thing. Yeah. I feel like if you get rid of those fucking people, we don't have as near as amount of problems we do in America. Well, I hate to encourage the death of somebody on a nationally fucking podcast. I don't care, man. Podcast, but I will say... Uh, I don't know that that's necessarily my opinion, the right solution. I don't feel bad for him in any way. No. Like I, I think we've said it before, especially like in the Eileen Warren, we talked about this yeah. in depth, so I'm not going to beat your ears up about it. Uh, I believe for sure something has gone wrong in the brain. If you're attracted to children, yeah. it's only a matter of time till you act on it. Or even if not, if you have those type of thoughts and you cannot disassociate yourself from it, which seems to be the case. Yeah. And that's why that's always the excuse that it's a mental problem. It's a fixation that you can't get over. We got to do something. Uh, chemical castration, fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, Miley Wernos, Florida's got a pretty good idea where they take them and they put them on an island community of trailers together yeah. where they're completely gone, yeah. never allowed back. It's something they have to sign off on. So it's like, okay, your defense to this crime is that you're sick. You can't help it. Mm-hmm. Then we got something for you. Yeah. You're going to sign your life away and you're going to be here forever. And they do. Well, even if you, you know, they segregate them now. So if they're a child predator, they put them in a different, you know, if, if you're gay um, or transsexual or anything else, they, they segregate you in with the child molesters. I feel like what they should do is just put them in there with the rest of yeah, them. Yeah, well, they're going to get let them brutally killed. Yeah, that this one's going to happen, and that's what does happen. That's why I separate them. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't disagree, but I don't agree. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> because you know, you can't really advocate <laughs> killing people, but if, if 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 it's something you can't cure, then we got to do something. I mean, castrate them and put them in a fucking island trailer park. Just get rid of them. They shouldn't be around. Yeah. They should never have access to anyone. Because they can't control them fucking selves. This is what I think. I, I And I don't give a fuck if anybody agrees with it or not. Well, here goes our fucking uh, iTunes. You get rid of these things. fucking people and the people that are molested by kids and all that shit. And, and whenever they finally do break the law, that you it comes to fruition that they were molested or something happened to them. You Instead of just imprisoning them and not giving them any way out, you give them, a, you give them the amount of time they need through counseling and to heal. And then you let them out and go, hey, instead of you being a felon, listen, this is what you need. We, we've we done this. We've worked it out. Let's do this. The other the other guy is dead now. He's a piece of shit or a girl or whatever. That's, yeah. that's what I think needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah, because it is a cycle that continues. It's yeah. always. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, sad note, but the lawyer, Dempsey, I, I tried to find... Because this motherfucker likes to write letters and shit. Yeah. I tried to find more. Well, apparently his lawyer, Dempsey, has a giant book. Well, he's, I'm sure, dead now. Yeah. Had a giant book, and he said that he would never, ever let him out of his sight for people to see because it is the most depraved, disgusting, obscenity-filled terrors that he's ever seen. And he did not want that out in the world. Fair enough. Sure. I get it. And goddamn, uh, you know, for sure killed three people, possibly up to ten unfortunately molested a countless number of children. Mm. Real piece of shit. I mean, this is as bad as society gets. Yeah. There's been people that have killed more people, but as far as just being sexually depraved, Albert Fish is probably top of the list. He's a piece of shit, man. And I can't remember if we said, but when they brought him to jail, they gave him a proper Mm x-ray, 29 pieces of metal inside of his body. Now, I'm sure... He did way more than that and pulled him out or came out, but that's 29 that he lost control of. You yeah. know what I mean? Needles just stuck in his taint yeah. and balls. Yeah. God. We well, did pick a great song for this. And what's that? It's Autopsy. Mm-hmm. 
with Sheeter. Shit Eater. Some hilarious lyrics. Hilarious lyrics. Uh, I feel like Shit Fun, the album, is an underrated death metal album. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get behind something called Shit Fun, but... uh, Especially when you see the album cover. Yep, yeah, they did it to themselves, but it's pretty good. You know, I think they learned from that, for sure. I guess. They never put turds on anything else. No, but, dude, I mean, their lyrics are fucking... Yeah, definitely, but they they hit them a little bit better. Shit Eater is pretty mild. Yeah, (laughs) but no one is going to buy... Like, you're not not moving very many units of an album called Shit Fun. Maybe today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an older band. Well, Shit Fun apparently is a normal thing. Yeah, this is what regular people do. Uh, Not me. It smells. That's my problem. Yeah. Stinks. Ugh. Man, have you ever shit outside of a toilet? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Who like, are you dealing with? I know, yeah. You shit in every pool we've ever been into. Yeah, but hotel. it doesn't smell in a pool, but no, on the outside it smells. The chlorine gets rid of the stink. And whoever came up with the idea of putting water into whatever you shit in is a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, when I shit in the water, it doesn't stink. When I shit on the land, it's the worst thing yeah. that's ever happened. People that dig holes. Where can I put water in something to catch the shit? Yeah. <laughs> if you get down in the hole that you dug to shit in, you're like, rah, rah. <laughs> man, you know, yeah, terrible. Well, that's it. Fucking happy holidays, you animals. Yeah. Get fished. You take a cat turd and put it on top of your Christmas tree this year instead of a fucking stupid star. <laughs> well, hey, thank you guys again for all the support throughout another fucking year. We love yeah. you. Eat ass, despite the grossities of this. Not that kind of ass. No, yeah. eat it for fun. Just lick it for a while. Yeah, get you some it's e- cool, man. Get you some e-hole Put a tongue in there. Taco fold it. Yeah. If you can do that thing, I don't know if you're watching YouTube, but I can do like the four. Whoa. Yeah. You can't do that? I can do that. Let's see. Yeah, it's not weird. You can do yeah, like you that. can do it. Yeah, uh, you just yeah. put that on a butt. That's old turd scoop in a butt. Yeah, that's like get in there. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can pull out. It's like uh, that's what they modeled those Tostito scoops after. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what design. If I could do the old fucking 3D uh, Doritos, man. Oh yeah, that's a butt. Pleasure. Yeah, you can definitely dip with that. Yeah, <laughs> Be dip Nick. Yeah. Man. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you after Christmas, I guess. We love y'all. Love you. Hail Satan. Hail him. Yeah.